Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detail along with Charlie Long in studio. And on our Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text line, we have former Major League Baseball pitcher Scott Sanders, also the dad of Cam Sanders. And uh, Scott, first of all, thanks so much for joining us. And I always ask you first, tell us a little bit about what's happening with Cam. With the Cubs. Oh, thanks for, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Cam is, Cam's in AAA. He actually gave up a couple runs yesterday. He was in Buffalo and it was about 42 degrees and didn't have his best outing. But he gave up a couple runs in, a, in an inning. And uh, But he's been good. He's had about six outings and given up runs in just a couple. But he's, he's doing good. His walks are up a little bit higher than he probably would like, but it, you know he hadn't played he hadn't played many games over over 50, 50 degrees probably since he's been up there. They played in St. Paul, Des Moines, Buffalo. So you know the weather's not is not the greatest to hold on to the bar right now. They don't let anybody use sticky stuff anymore. So that uh, <laughs> yeah, it ain't Tahiti, not... right? That's right, exactly. <laughs> um, man, yesterday the way it ended, uh, man, you were down to your last out. And then, you know, Hayden Travinsky comes up to bat and pow, he gets you to that series and sort of seals the deal with it. And uh, they, they had not won a series against any SEC team uh, so far this year. They, they had won two of three, but yesterday to win it like that. And man, uh, the, the Rebs were, they were struggling. They've struggled all season long. Uh, actually, I didn't know this until last week. Uh, Evie told me this, that they had two more wins last year than they did this year entering the LSU series. And we all know, Scott, they, they came to Alex Box in that three-game sweep, and, man, that launched them. And now to see them go down in that three, those three games to LSU, and, and the pitching was a little erratic. You gave up a couple shots. But, listen, I think it's been the best We've seen the pitching maybe all season up against Ole Miss. Yeah, you know, it's funny how, you know, tides have changed. You know, last year Ole Miss was in the same spot, not playing very well, got hot at the right time, obviously went to regional, super regionals, and just carried on all the way to Omaha. But, uh, you know, the Tigers went in there, you know, obviously losing the ULL in the midweek game. They knew if they wanted to hold on to that number one spot, they had to sweep. And, um when you know when that when that guy got on and I knew I knew Malazzo was coming up I, I knew Hayden Travinsky was going to be you know coming up to, before he even walked up I said Travinsky is the one guy that can put him back in his you know put him ahead in this game and believe it or not I was sitting on the sofa watching it and that guy was just throwing breaking ball after breaking ball I told myself is this guy hangs him a breaking ball unless he's going to take the leading boy sure sure is, you know what he did man he hit it and Travinsky hit it a mile man you heard it come off the bat the only thing in watching it was man just stay fair because it was fairly close 
I'll be honest, I thought it was going to go foul, and it went so far that sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes when the ball goes so high and so far, it's hard to really tell for umpires. And, but it, I was watching the guys in the bullpen, and you can see the guys in the bullpen. They were they were, first thing they were doing was pointing fair. You know what I mean? And, uh, but Trevin, believe it or not, Trevinsky's got as much power as anybody on that team. Tommy White, uh, Jones, you name it, Joe Baird, Dylan Cruz, he's got pure power. And, and that was something, too, Tommy White going down in that game with an injury. Um, still, I guess maybe Jay might talk about it on the show tonight uh, about that injury. But, man, uh, you know, you can't pitch around that. Man, when you got Dylan Cruz and Tommy White, uh, man, that's difficult to get around that. those two guys. And Dylan, again, was – okay, he had a, people say, oh, yeah, but he had a couple strikeouts. Well, so what? Okay, he hits a, a two-run homer, a grand slam homer. Uh, you know, he's got the batting average right hovering a little under 500. Uh, you're not going to hit the ball all the time. But, man, those two guys, I've made it real difficult. And it'll be interesting, uh, the long-term prognosis on Tommy White. Yeah, you know, one. that's the one thing about LSU this year is, you know, championship teams find ways to win even when you're not at your full strength. You know, when Tommy – I saw Tommy White's first at bat – and he swung at that 3-1 breaking ball, and it was probably his ugliest swing of the year. But the way he swung it, I was like, that didn't – because when he swings, he swings hard. You know what I mean? Whether he swings and misses or he swings and hits the grand slam like he did in game one. And he kind of just lunged and kind of just waved the bat, and then, you know, then he ended, up, he ended up striking out, and obviously he didn't come back out. So I don't know what's wrong with him. From what I heard, is it's minor, uh, day-to-day, you know, type rehab type. You know, they're going to do treatments and stuff on him, but – I would. I have a good feeling. He obviously he won't play tomorrow against Nichols. They'll give him that off tomorrow to be doing treatments all weeks. But I, I would look. I would be surprised if he's probably not in the in the lineup. You know, uh, this weekend when the SEC play rolls back around. Scott, uh, I remember this conversation uh, before last season started. Uh, I'm en route to the station. You and I are talking on the phone, and you told me, man, Mike, I'm not sure about the defense on, on this LSU team. Man, it's not real good. Uh, you know, at uh, shortstop, second base, man, you know, a lot of errors. He said, man, I'm really – I remember you saying, I'm really concerned about it. I'm more concerned about that than I am about the pitching, and uh, you were concerned about the pitching part. How good Thompson has turned out? Man, you know, not only with his glove, which he's been really good at, but also with the bat. Yeah, you know, one thing about baseball, it's such a mental sport. And when people start harping you about making errors, throwing the ball away, you start overthinking. You don't play aggressive. You start playing passive. And in baseball, when you play passive, just like football, once you become passive, you know, next thing you know, you make mistakes because you're just waiting to make a mistake. You know, he got off to a good start this year. And just has just carried through, but his bat, I think, has been a surprise to most people. It hadn't been a surprise to me because the kids always hit. You know, he grew up in San Diego. He played baseball on the West Coast growing up. They played good baseball, youth baseball. I mean, he's faced good pitching all of his life, and uh, he's just really settled in. And, and honestly, the one thing about having Dylan Cruz, Tommy Tanks, hitting becomes contagious. And when the guys in front of you are hitting, you know, we used to call it there's a fight at the bat rack. You know, when when you face teams like LSU. And next, you know, it's like they're playing pinball with the with the wall, and then they, then they hit the ball out. You know, it comes. To, everybody just wants to get to the plate to hit. Now, when Paul Skeens pitches, most of the time it's total opposite, right? Everybody's yeah. just like the, the last thing they want to do is get on that on deck circle. They're like, okay, here comes a hundred. What can I do with it? You know. So, so the one thing that you know, Jordan's really, you know, he's riding that wave, and he is a good hitter. Don't get me wrong, but he's really riding that wave of. The, 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 the LSU, you know, the one through nine just hitting and hitting. And Malazzo is the same thing. You know, Malazzo's yeah. average is, 
is up there, you know what I mean? And um, you know, when you know when everybody said that, all all he can do is, is catch, you know what I mean? He's putting together some really good at bats. That's what happens when you have a team like LSU and you're hitting, you know, 285, 286 as a team, which that doesn't sound like, wow, that's not much. That's really incredible, you know, for, for a team. I think um, there's only – I think somebody else is hitting 300 as a team in the SEC, but there's not many – you know, not many teams hit 285 as a team. Scott, you know where you're going to get from Paul Skeens every single week, but I think the kind of emergence this past weekend of Ty Floyd and Christian Little really kind of solidifies your options at – at pitcher because you've seen in recent weeks with all the injuries that they've been going through the fact that Jay Johnson was confident in leaving both Floyd out for eight and a third innings pitched and then Christian Little out for five and a third innings pitched in the Saturday and Sunday games to kind of give those bullpen guys a little bit more rest a little bit more recovery and get more length out of his starters but they were both super impressive I mean Ty Floyd outside of one pitch was awesome against Ole Miss. It was probably his best performance in a Tiger uniform. Same thing with Christian Little. They both had great performances. They were a huge part of the weekend series sweep. I wanted to get your thoughts on those two players. Yeah, the, the one thing about Ty Floyd, you know, the key for him, he had one walk. Eight and a third with one walk. You know, so when Ty Floyd throws strike one, it makes it really hard on a hitter, right? So Ty Floyd throws what they call an invisible fastball, right? So guys see it and they swing at it, and they can't hit it, right? Because he has a lot of spin. You know, or Everybody talks analytics. You know, he, He'll spin his fastball 2,500 RPMs, whereas the average Major League fastball RPM is 2,300. So he has an above-average spin on his fastball. So his ball is going to stay on plane more than, than your average Joe, right? So that, you know, and so what happens is guys see it. They think they can hit it. That's why he has so much success up in the zone. It looks, it looks like a beach ball coming in, but by the time they swing it, it's a golf ball. Um, so when he throws strike one, he's a totally different pitcher. Obviously, Wes Johnson's worked on his changeup, also got his breaking ball, so now he has some secondary pitches. But when he throws strikes, if he gets ahead of you, okay, so his fastball, don't get me wrong, if it's 2-0, and oh, if it's two balls and no strikes, his fastball is, is, is more hittable because he can't throw with as much aggression, and then that's when that ball doesn't, doesn't stay on playing higher than with the hitter. Now he's got to throw that thing in the zone, right? But when he gets ahead, and guys have to have to respect his fastball, and they see it coming in, and then he can he can get away with throwing that fastball right at, right right above the belly button, and not many guys in college baseball can hit that. You know, and Christian Little did the same thing. He went out and really competed, kept his walks down, gave up gave up six hits, but he you know Christian Little two years ago I guess it was coming out of high school he was the number one pitching prospect in the whole country. Obviously went to Vanderbilt, didn't really work out for him there. He's coming to LSU for you know like a, a second life. And want to work with Wes Johnson, but uh, he's coming along, getting better each time, each and every time out. And uh, he's going to—you know—I I, I keep seeing him you know, as a Sunday starter. He's very, very talented for a Sunday starter in the SEC. Yeah, to your point about Floyd Scott, he threw 111 pitches, and 76 of them were strikes. So you know, yeah. getting ahead of hitters, as you said, it's it's a real big key for him uh, to continue a strong play. Another guy, the first guy out of the bullpen this weekend for LSU was Griffin Herring, who's kind of emerged as a really solid rotational piece out of the bullpen for Coach Johnson. He had a really good appearance as well, throwing three innings, earning the save in that first game on, on Friday night. I just want to get your thoughts on him as well. Yeah, so he's he's obviously a, an incredible talent. I, I really think that uh, if Jay had a, a perfect world, he'd probably be, probably be starting on Sundays for him. But, um, but you know, the <laughs> – the Skeens and, and Herring combo has been working on Friday nights now for five night five weeks in a row, you know. So I, you know the first, the most important game of SEC series is obviously Friday night, 
So I think Jay looks at it like, why, why, you know, if something's working, why, why change it, you know? So um, that's why the emergence of Christian Little on Sunday is going to be able to keep keep Griffin in the bullpen, following up scheme. You know, if you see a guy righty throwing, you know, ninety eight to hundred, and then you bring a lefty in, and he's always ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. You know, as a freshman, so he's a he's very talented. Obviously, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if next year he's he's on pitching Friday or Saturday night for the Tigers. Scott, uh, final question for you. The teams that have played LSU, who impressed you the most? You know, be honest with you, they didn't play the third game. Man, South Carolina. They, they were really tough. Now, they, they caught Tennessee maybe at the right time, what Tennessee did this weekend. But, man, South Carolina, they, they were they were difficult. And, man, it took, a, a again, that ninth inning shot uh, to, to win it for you. Uh, that would be my choice of South Carolina. And they, they surprised me of how well not only could they hit, I knew that, but they pitched really well. No, I totally agree. South Carolina by far, you know, who I've seen, and Arkansas is good too, don't get me wrong, but uh, by far the lineup, South, South Carolina put it in the size. You know, their size of the lineup reminded me of LSU's size. And it does make a difference when a guy steps in the box who's six foot four and two hundred thirty two hundred thirty pounds. You know, and uh, and then obviously their Friday night guy has been amazing all all season. Uh, but I definitely see South Carolina as being the, the number two dog right now. Obviously Vanderbilt's good. I haven't really seen Vanderbilt much. I've just seen bits and pieces of them. You know, they got swept this weekend. Florida's very good. They got swept this weekend. Um, you know, we haven't seen them yet, but. But the, of the teams we've seen, South Carolina by far is, is definitely the uh, the best second team that I've seen besides the Tigers. Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate it, bud. Take care of yourself. Anytime. Thank you guys for having me. All righty. Scott Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher. His son, Cam, uh, pitching in AAA with the Chicago Cubs. And when we come back, it's our Inside the NFL segment brought to you by Craig's Electrical, and we'll have that with you, and we'll be talking cornerbacks, maybe the thickest draft class position in this draft right after this break here on the Big 870. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 